1: Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia This episode of On Deck with Stancy is brought to you by Podmetrics. Whether you're a rookie at podcasting or a veteran or a super expert or somebody who's just doing it for fun since we have a little bit more extra time now that we're all stuck at home, you can actually use Podmetrics to know so much more about your show and who you're able to reach. You can get information like who's listening, where they are, what their profiles are like, even their listening habits. Podmetrics can take care of all of that and more so you can focus on creating better content. You can even integrate Podmetrics with Facebook and YouTube so you can get more data Data from your live streams. So, if you're a podcaster or you want to start your own podcast, go check out Podmetrics.co. Once again, that is Podmetrics.co, and sign up for free. So, whether you've got hundreds of episodes under your belt or you're trying to figure out how to get from episode one Welcome to On Deck with Stan C. On this show, I want to tell the real stories behind the real people behind the mic. And for this week's episode, I'm going back to my roots in Mellow 94.7 and talking to one of my longtime friends, Alex Puruganan. She started in radio in the mid-2000s as part of Campus Radio's Air Check program and then she spent some time as part of the relaunched 99.5 Campus FM before she ended up being a weekend DJ at Melo 94.7 where she's been ever since. She's taken on different time slots on the weekends before eventually finding her own time slot right now on Tuesday and Thursday nights from 7 to 10 p.m. because she also has a day job as a banker. It's a very candid conversation between two longtime friends na halos around the same age because we're both in our early 30s and we're able to just reflect on how we got here, how we went from being the youngest DJs over at Mellow, being in our early 20s, being single to now being in relationships being at this point in our lives where the songs we grew up listening to the songs we were playing when we were training to be radio DJs are now part of retro and throwback playlists and all of this just came about from a couple of nights in a row when I would be backtracking through these songs on YouTube and Spotify and I just start asking myself when the hell did I get old and I would message Alex about these things and through our exchanges on social media, I realized now this would be a compelling conversation if we could put it out there in the form of a podcast. And that's how we got here. That's how we got to this episode. It's a conversation that is very free-flowing, not like my usual interviews here on deck. And it's something that I can't wait for you to hear just because you don't always hear people get this raw, especially when they're public figures or they present a certain image, lalo na ngayon in the time of social media. So sit back, relax, and play the role of a fly on the wall because these are exactly the types of conversations that radio DJs have when the mics are off and they're hanging out in the booth just playing music. Before we get to that though, let me tell you about something that's incredibly important and something that everybody has to be a part of and that is the election process. 2022 is, what, eight months away? Can you believe it? ba? Sobrang lapit na. And the elections for 2022 are a year and two months away. And you can still register, even in the time of the pandemic, even in ECQ Season 2, by going to iRehistro. That's Comelec's online portal. Go check it out. They've got everything you need laid out on their website, iRehistro.comelec.gov.ph. That's the letter I, the word Rehistro, If you're pissed off about where we are right now, the same way that I am, the first step to let your voices be heard is to be part of the election process. So please register to vote and vote wisely. Now, since you're a listener of On Deck and you've gotten this far into my run in season two, I've got a special offer for you, and that is courtesy of my friends over at Mr. Speedy. Since we're all stuck at home again, Having a reliable, dependable, and affordable courier is a premium commodity. We need that now more than ever, and Mr. Speedy's got your back with their most affordable same-day delivery rate of 5 pesos per kilometer. All you have to do to get this special offer from Mr. Speedy, which gives you 50 pesos off your first delivery, by the way, is to use my promo code, Mister MrSpeedyStan. Spelled out, that's M R S P E E D Y S T A N. You can use that on mrspeedy.ph or on the Mr. Speedy app, which you can download on the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, or the Huawei Mobile Gallery. And it's available here in Metro Manila, in Cebu, Davao, and nearby provinces. Again, use my promo code, MrSpeedyStan. You'll get 50 pesos off your first Mr. Speedy delivery. So do it and do it right now. Alright, time to get to this week's main event Here's my candid conversation with my good friend Alex Porganan Of all hits, Mellow 94.7 sounds good My guest for this week on deck is one of my old friends from Mellow 94.7 And um, it's really interesting that I... Off the top of my head, the word old came out because that's pretty much what we're going to talk about for today. Uh, please welcome Alex of Mellow947. How's it going, Alex? Hey,
0: Stan. What do you mean
1: by old? Oh, that's a great <laughs> question. To contextualize this properly because this is an audio-only podcast, neither of us are really old. But the reason okay. why I reached out to you in the first place is because you and I share something in that we both know how it is to be the youngest DJs at a radio station. And then suddenly the clock turns, the calendar turns, and it's 2021. You and I have both <laughs> spent 10 plus years in Radio Big La. And, and we're yes, only in our early right. 30s. Uh, I want to have the listeners get to know you first. So let's let them know first uh, what your time slot is, probably what your background is in radio, how this all began for you to begin with.
0: Okay. So, hey guys, I'm Alex. I currently still work for Mellow 94.7. They moved, I previously worked on the weekends, just like standard when he was with us. Um, And then they moved me to Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 to 10 PM. But if we're going to turn back the clock and rewind, um, like 10 years back, um, or even before that, I started in radio when I auditioned for campus, well, 97.1 campus radio. um, And, you know how they say that you're supposed to be a bona fide college student to audition. Yeah. Well, I took my chances, and I auditioned the year before my freshman year. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I, I I didn't have like my student ID just yet, just my my tra- my proof of enrollment that I was going to UP. So I took my chances. I still remember that day where I lined up outside of GMA because LS is part of the GMA um, network. Yeah. So there are a lot of people there. I think Campus Radio at the time was one of the few stations that had a student EJ program. Um, and I didn't really expect anything. I went there, I recorded. There was no like um, panel interview like, you know, other, other stations do. So we just went there, we recorded our voices, and then I got a call. And I, I thought we were just being shortlisted. I didn't think that was it. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently I got in. And then I trained on um, Sundays only because I was a freshman my parents were strict. So right. <laughs> I trained on Sundays only from 2 to 7. They actually allowed that. You, I boarded across three different shows.
1: So you were a legit air checker. And this is uh, still mind-blowing to me uh, to hear, <laughs> even though I've known you for for over a decade, basically. And I already mm-hmm. know this about you. But ako kase, I grew up listening to campus radio also. And I really wanted mm-hmm. to be an air checker. So I obviously never got that chance because when I had my mindset that I was going to do it, Campus Radio had reformatted to Barangay LS na for like a year or, or, or two by then. So to talk to an actual air checker, it's pretty cool. Um, who did you get to train under? Um, who were your mentors in Campus Radio?
0: Well... The, some of the classics were still there. So the Trigger Man were there. Um, but I was very privileged to work with Master T. I'm not sure if people still know him anymore. He was one of the first few DJs also. But I also, what was good also was I was able to buddy up with, um, uh, what's his, air checkers from previous matches. So JB was also one of my mentors. So I've known her way, way back. even JB before now with was came Yes, that's right.
1: Right. Okay. From your air checkers that you got to hang out with from the older batches, did any uh, any others uh, aside from JB end up getting into radio, like in other stations? Uh, do you know what names they ended up going by in other stations?
0: Oh, that's a tough one. Not so much, actually. What uh, who I I do remember is Dan. He 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 stayed with the station. Actually, he was able to successfully transform his image into the barangay LS image that they needed. So he was Papa Dan at the time, but he's no longer in
1: radio. Right, right. I remember him because he was Dan the Man on campus. And there I was like, go, oh, he's yeah. Dan the Man. Yeah, yeah, Dan the Man. <laughs> I, I, I could never forget that guy. Then he became Papa Dan after the reformat. That's right. What was it like for you being uh, in radio as uh, someone who was, what, uh, 18, maybe younger than 18, and then… Come from, as you said, a strict family or a strict family background, and then you suddenly get exposed to this whole new world, especially given Filipino backgrounds that in, oh, you know, you're raised to like follow a stereotypical uh, business oriented job or career.
0: That's true. Um, Actually, my parents were very supportive at the start. I mean, they knew that I liked hosting. Like, even when I was in high school, I would host school programs. So they knew it was something I really liked to do, it was sort of like a passion. When I started, the reason why they only allowed me to do Sundays was because, you know, I had to take, I had to commute to GMA. So I had to take the MRT. It was very convenient. So the other air checkers, I remember, would actually do late nights. Like, they would stay over. Because CLS is 24-7. So you'd have DJs from midnight to 6 a.m. Some of them would actually train. That, that's where you actually get the chance to go on board. But since... Again, strict parents. I only got to board on Sundays. <laughs> but eventually, when I started, when I auditioned for Mello, even they were they were okay with it. But you know, um, they are they are very conventional. So th- this is why I only get to do Mellow sort of as a side job, and then I still have my my day job, of course.
1: You mentioned the day job, and I I remember when I first met you, you were already balancing the day job from Monday to Friday. And then yeah. you would go to Melo over the weekends to do the radio show. So obviously, the radio part came first. Or, or did you have the day job before you uh, basically got the weekend shift and you know got paid to be on radio?
0: Uh, no, the weekend, uh, the DJ weekend job came first. Uh, I, I did I tried out for Melo because I think my third year of college. Uh, there was no SOJ program at the time, so I just submitted my resume and then I talked to Drew who was the station manager at the time and uh, he said you know what Uh, we don't have any openings but I'll just keep this and then I'll call you in case there's an opening and um, I got lucky and I had to explain uh, that I had school at the time so they um, agreed to have me on the weekends and because it was convenient because Mello had um, a separate roster for the weekends and also for the weekdays.
1: Yeah, there was one thing I really loved about, um, about Mellow. Uh, for a time, it had a different identity on the weekdays and a different identity on the weekends, right? Like different rosters yes. altogether. together. And uh, you and I have basically experienced both. But I want to talk about Jung, uh, being a college student and then having a radio show already of your own. That's another thing that we share. And I, I don't get to talk about this all that often. But when I was in college and already in radio... Uh, I developed this reputation. Oh, yeah, he's the radio guy. Like, people knew who I was for some reason. And people would try to tap me for this and for that because they figured I had some sort of clout. So <laughs> I, wa- I want to ask if that was also an experience you went through.
0: Yes. Um, I even up till now, like, sa day job ko, they know me for the person who works in radio talaga. And I remember no college, yung mga orgs, I mean, they didn't really have budget. And I was just starting out. So they would tap me to host events for free. As in, they just feed me. So yeah, um, even outside of my batch, outside of my course, they would know me as someone who worked in radio.
1: So um, when I was in college uh, and and being a student jock and then eventually um, a rookie and ha- having my own show, I had this very deluded point of view that if I got into radio already... That's when the girls would come in Like I, I, I would be super popular Everybody would want to have my number They'd want to hook up with me And, and all that shit right um, w- was, that, was that something that was also in your head like, Oh wow I'd be, I'd be super popular I'd be the bell of the ball and all that crap <laughs>
0: um, Not so much I think the hosting part helps Because you're, you're seen more in the spotlight But you do get a little more attention But the whole meeting more boys, I've always been this awkward little turtle, so not really.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you enter Mellow at a time that they were a few years into the reformat. So Mm -hmm. um, people had gotten used to the Mellow Touch branding, the easy listening love songs and all that, which uh, Mellow has since gotten back to. But at at the time, late 2000s, early 2010s, uh, Mellow was really knee-deep, waist-deep into the pop format, right? Yes, so, yes. Wh- what was that experience like for you, Nah, you're the bunso, you're coming in, and yeah, it's pop music, great, I listen to this stuff. And a lot of the other DJs were considerably more experienced.
0: I like how you phrased that. Um, well, when we started, <laughs> um, well, when we started out, though, on weekends, we had a completely different playlist, diba? Like you said. So on Saturdays, it would be Decade, which would be 90s music, which is still sort of something we're familiar with because we grew up in the 90s and then when you came in it was t-o-t-c-na right turn of the century so 2000s music uh but when i came in though we still had 80s on sundays so that was tough for me because i was the youngest and the only background of 80s music that i did have was because of my dad so there were moments when i wasn't sure and i I was i was young i was just starting out so there were moments where i would mispronounce some artists that you still have of course your old mellow. Nello touch listeners listening to you and calling you out on it like through the text line you know? and on like i ve- like i like very clearly remember mispronouncing depeche mode
1: what do you and say someone
0: like I, I i did three variations like depeche depeche it was just bad but someone <laughs> called me out on the text line and i'm like okay i'm sorry don't i sound young so yeah um but <laughs>
1: We're taking a break from my conversation with Alex Poroganan of All Hits, Melo 94.7 Sounds Good. So I can tell you about one of the ways you can support the podcast and that is through your online shopping. As we like to say, everything you need, hashtag NASA Yan. So if you've got a cart that's already filled up with items and if you're waiting for the next sale or if you're itching to click checkout, I hope you can do me a solid by clicking on this link first right before you head to the Lazada app. So check this out. The link is podlink.co slash 0RP. Again, that's podlink.co slash the number 0, the letter R, and the letter P all in small caps right before you check out on the Lazada app on your mobile device. From there, once you buy that item and it gets delivered to your doorstep, I'm going to get a small commission And so does p and And that allows us to keep doing what we do best And that is telling the real stories Behind the real people behind the mic So once again Please use my Lazada affiliate link Podlink.co Slash Zero R P Anabah, very fish out of water, ba, because the ba yung 80s music to us is a little bit foreign because it's not really a time na yung may malay na tayo, and that yes. we could really absorb that music unlike uh, the 90s or the 2000s in which na you know, you you already have a bit of a sense of the world of pop music.
0: Correct. And at the time we were also free to just pick songs, di ba? So I tried my best not to keep playing the same stuff. You know, and sometimes when someone would ask for a song and I'd hear it, oh, yung palayon. So right. I didn't know the title, didn't know the artist, I just knew how it sounded.
1: Would you have those experiences where uh, you would sift through the playlist tapos you'd be like, oh yeah, you know this song doesn't get played, let me put it on. And you'd be like, oh, I heard it from a taxi this one time na late to or whatever.
0: <laughs> yes, a lot of times, yes. Even, uh, even now, with the easy listening format, a lot of the songs I'm still not 100% familiar with.
1: Uh, what was it like for you discovering uh, these songs, these playlists? Na to? Kasi nga, um, this is, I would say, before our time or before your time, diba And then, yeah. you know, you're new into radio, you don't really get to choose which day you get to uh, go on air, much less yung playlist. Mo talaga. So what does that experience like as a young DJ?
0: I don't know, it was tough. I mean, I would do my research, but we had such a lengthy playlist then, even for like Sunday and time, or sometimes when I would sit in for Ingrid for um, afternoon cruise, if you, if you remember that. Yeah, yeah. So very acoustic stuff also. So um, it was doing, it, it, I would rely sometimes on requests. So at least I don't end up playing uh, the same things um, week after week. Um, but you know, I would sometimes listen to a playlist on Spotify to familiarize myself. But again, up until now when I play Straight From The Heart songs sometimes on weekdays. This is old music too. Uh, I'm not so familiar and that's how I feel young. I, I'm not familiar with you know a lot of 80s and 70s songs. So I'd like to think we're still young. <laughs>
1: Let's pull the curtain back a bit on Mellow because another thing I really remember about uh, my time there was how familial it was as a company. Mm-hmm. Yes. And one thing I personally experienced when I was new was they really made you feel like you Like you were the baby of this really large family with quirky, eccentric personalities. <laughs> was that also your experience? Na parang, oh yeah, uh, let, let, let's take care of the child or let's make sure that it's not the innocence niya, or whatever?
0: Yes, um, when I when I joined Melo, I was the youngest um, until you guys came along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was always fun. It 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 was a very familiar. You know, we call each other Tito Tita in the office, right? Um, and then on outings, you know, they 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 really take care of you, or they sort of give you that baptism of fire where boss lets you drink shots and stuff like that because you are the youngest and you are the one who supposedly doesn't drink as much. So yeah. Still
1: like that. <laughs> being being the youngest, uh yung experience ko of being the youngest or among the youngest in a uh, in a company full of people who had more experience was always very uh a very tricky ground to navigate. Nikolam kung ganito rin yung yung experience, but like with me kasi I came in with a very strong personality na. Oh, I wanna do this, I wanna do that, oh I think we can do better if we did this and if we did that, <laughs> right? I, yes, I, think, I remember. <laughs> I think every college grad um with me being like an extreme uh, has this experience na idealistica you want to implement these changes and all that shit right mm-hmm. how do you temper that when there's also an expectation na you're young so sundin mo muna yung ano yung system follow the rules don't rock the boat
0: yeah um i, I felt that also when i first joined and t- technically Melo was our first job diba so yeah. no experience of uh, working elsewhere So, yeah, I I mean, at first, I really had to learn the ropes. But once you get used to the system, now you realize, oh, there are a few things that they could improve on. Try to suggest, you try to do certain things. But of course, at the end of the day, they will only take so much. So I just just learned how to just, I don't want to say care less, but deal with. (laughs) Okay, this is what I can work with. I'll just work with this then. So, yeah.
1: I mean, I'll say it. I, I learned to care less as time went on. And I think by the time I left, I still cared so much. So <laughs> <laughs> like it, 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 it's a slow burn. Eh. Like when you really yeah. get attached, diba? Like and, and you're still there. That's your first job, diba? Uh You mm-hmm. get to really love the radio station. And because you really love radio, the industry, the craft uh, as much, it's uh, to to detach. Is that something that you can relate with? It's it's so hard to put that distance because you want to not be so hung up on something. And yet, mm-hmm. you know, you have to take care of yourself too.
0: Yes. Well, you know, Melo has always been home. It's been home for the last 10 years for me. At least second home, the right? So whenever I walk down um, those halls at the ninth floor walk into the station sort of like second nature right? yeah, clock yeah. in and do stuff like that so uh, yeah there are some things that you still want to change I'm very attached to it but at the same time right. at the end of the day um, you just zone into what you're supposed to do like my time slot this is the only space I have that I can enjoy now. Right? I can you know um, and own right so right. that's what I just focus on so I'm going to clock in do my thing for the next three hours enjoy myself while doing it and then <laughs> the rest of the stuff can be like <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 join when, when i need to oh
1: so i took God. this so conversation there yeah no, no it totally makes sense and the reason why i took the conversation there is because these are lessons that you end up learning. but uh, you come from the idealistic, wide-eyed college grad, nah, you think the world is your oyster. And then you know, experiences <laughs> happen, shit happens, and you realize that the world is not your oyster. You are a uh, nope. cog in the machine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's so
0: true. You actually you actually learn that along the way, even outside of radio. Ba? The world is not perfect. You're fresh, you're, you you want to do so many things, you know, you have so many plans. But when you get like in your mid-20s. And you've started working for the last few years. You're sort of like, mm, all right, this is it, right?
1: And and you wake up one day and you realize, oh, I've I've been in the same industry or the same job for a third of my life. I'm I'm speaking for myself. I'm not going to speak for you, but like <laughs> I've been in the same industry for a third of my life, and like parang part identity mo. And then mm-hmm. I, I I would find myself winding down at the end of a day or a, of a work day, listening to music from the 90s, from the 80s, like I find myself listening to these soft rock easy listening songs and i'd be like what's happening to me am i turning into a tito and this is where i ended up messaging you um i, I believe it was last week or a couple of weeks ago like, this is the playlist i'm listening to now I-, I think i'm getting old alex is this also happening to you
0: <laughs> yes um you know what i i try listening to the new stuff but i don't can't seem to connect like all the songs you hear on tiktok all the, the rap music and what. I mean, yes, the early 2000s up until 2010, that we can still relate to, diba? Right? Uh, but I always find myself um, going back to the playlists on Spotify nga na 90s, early 2000s, kasi nga, it feels comfortable, it's home, it's stuff that you can sing along to, diba? Right? And it's something that you need sometimes.
1: Yeah, I can't seem to get out of that space sometimes. Na na I wanna go back to the music that I grew up listening to, and then I look at myself na parang wow, wait lang, am I am I like in my fifties or something? No, I'm uh, I, I'm in my early thirties, and it's kind of hard to grapple with that. That I wouldn't say an existential crisis na siya eh. but it's uh it it's just kind of weird na biglang all of a sudden you realize that you can't connect with pop music as you said. Why is that? And Parang it, it's weird because we work in an industry where you kind of still have to keep your pulse on what's popular. Yes. So how? Yes. W- what's that experience like for you?
0: I guess this is how like our, our like my older cousins or my uncles and aunts felt when we started playing Britney Spears and we started playing the Backstreet Boys, ba? Or like Zed, the So parang, what is this? Alakin, jump so... from
1: Backstreet Boys to fucking Zed.
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. But we technically enjoy both, we ¿no? technically enjoy both. But I, I don't know. It's just like I do like some stuff from Cardi B. Don't get me wrong. I do like some stuff from can not even like rack new artists from my head because I've been playing old music now for so long. <laughs> uh, but I guess you know, it's it, it's it's comfortable knowing that hey, it's very nostalgic too. Diba? Like, I remember listening to some songs that so hey, I remember playing this on air. And now it's part of like a throwback playlist. Yeah. Which is crazy. Diba? So, wala, I just get really nostalgic. And I like singing along. And I like the familiarity also. I guess that's how, I don't want to say old people feel because we're also part of that. Na rin. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah.
1: Was, th- was there a song na pinlay mo? that made you have that moment or that gave you that realization?
0: Gosh, there's a lot, though. Like, I remember I was training now with LS when Beyonce's Irreplaceable came out. Mm-hmm. That's how far back, you know? So when I hear it, I'm like, damn, I was on radio then. Um, even, like, Up Dharma Down's so, o oh, oh. Things like that. It's And you hear it on Spotify and you you look at when it was released, that's like, I was, like, 10 years back or more. So... The same goes for movies. You were having this conversation on Twitter also about like movies on Netflix. And then you look at the the release date yeah. and it was 20 years ago. So I'm like,
1: it's crazy. For me, uh, it was, I think it's songs from the year 2010. Because that's when I was training under Mello, right? Uh, so okay. Bruno Mars, Just The Way You Are, Nothing On You, B.O.B., Travi McCoy, Billionaire. Whenever I hear those songs on the radio, yeah. it takes me back to uh, when I was training. palang. And then you would hear that sound effect or that stinger on the radio. Uh, that would remind you Now na- it's now a throwback playlist for the day. It it would usually be play FM on a Sunday, and I'd be like, Tangina yeah. <laughs> like thanks <laughs> for That I'm fucking old.
0: <laughs> or how you know I uh, will because I'm on TikTok also, right? So some of the kids are rediscovering. I didn't know this. TV I didn't know you were on
1: TikTok. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, I, I, I am on TikTok. Shamefully, um, but <laughs> no yeah. shame, no judgment. No, but they are like they are just discovering some of the songs that we've been listening to for so long, and these are gentiers, Zers right? They're saying, "Hey, I like the song." And I'm like fuck you, it's been like 10 years since that song came out. So yeah, (laughs) you were probably like a fetus or not even born when that song came out. So I'd like to think that the reason why we feel old is because there is a new generation that's coming along. We used to be like the the millennials used to be the youngest generation, I'd like to think. And now you have Zillennials and these Gen Zers who are woeing and stuff like that. So,
1: You mentioned, Kanina, that there's a bit of a disconnect with um, whatever's popular right now. And mm-hmm. I wanna, uh, I want to try to dig into that a little bit from from your perspective because I I have my opinions on it but I want to see another point of view now. Why is it hard to connect with like whatever is popular now? That we're at this age where um, I uh, I I can't speak for your parents but at my age my parents were already married and had kids and you know I still mm. live under my parents' roof. I'm still at home. I'm not married. I'm a man child at 31. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, I think it's the same. Well, my parents married late, din naman, but yun ngay, the expectations are a little different, I guess. Back then, I felt like adults felt more like adults. I know what you mean by man-child. Like, I still feel like I'm in my 20s, even though I'm not. Um, the way I live too, the way I think, uh, I don't think it's immaturity per se. I just think that uh, times are different. The expectations are different also. We're not as pressured to... Settle down at such an early age or have everything at this you know point in time which I think I like I actually like that part um I'm sorry I digress but we-
1: <laughs> no no no, no it, it's okay uh I I was asking about how difficult it was to like connect with whatever's popular like why why uh, that, yeah, yeah,
0: why, yeah. why
1: that's the case
0: you know what? I'm not really sure. I think one part for me, and I speak for this, is because I, I again, Melo has shifted into easy listening. So I've been playing a lot of old tunes. I'm lucky to play Sean Mendes. Um, Sean Mendes' Wonder, for instance, which is a, a new song, diba. Right? So I think yeah. that's part of it. I, I try to listen to new playlists. Um, I also I, don- I also think that it doesn't help that there are no music videos. Like there's no MTV anymore mm-hmm. that you can just switch on. And that's where you sort of pick up on new music, right? Um You have to actually look for stuff on youtube now so that's that's some that that is uh, that is one reason i'd like to think um i mean i watch the grammy so at least i get to know some of the artists that are popular now but i also think that you know, yeah, i think a huge factor is because of the reformat of the station too which is why i'm not as adept with new tracks as i used to be
1: Right, you mentioned MTV and ako, I wouldn't call myself part of the MTV generation, but I would call myself part of the mix and video K generation mm. so like that's the stuff I grew up on all the music videos I remember growing up I watched uh, I watched it there, right and then um, yeah. somebody somebody on Twitter uh, went. Viral, you know, um, they they said some shit like I long for the days so I would just sit in front of the TV and have MTV on and wait for whatever comes out, and that would be my exposure to new music. And I subtweeted that and I said, uh, switch out MTV for Vidokay, Then I put by the tagline because I remember the tagline uh, Vidokay sing along every day, okay, or so- some shit like that, right? <laughs> oh, and then I yeah. get a reply from the guy who ran Vidokay and Mix. Oh wow! Yeah. So so, he Parang "Hey, thanks for I know reminiscing on Vidokay." And then he links <laughs> me to the Vidokay fan page on Facebook, which has content coming out every week. Like, oh Nibba my god! Sila. Yeah. So
0: it, <laughs> yeah, it, it, send that to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was so nuts. I was I was uh, talking to the the uh, channel head of like Vidokay and Mix, and I was saying, "Oh yeah, back in the day, like I would memorize all these songs because of uh, yes. because of you guys, tiba? Uh Do you remember like?" Seeing pa yung yung lyrics talagang blue siya pag lalakin kumakanta <laughs> pink pag babae and then pag duet green siya
0: <laughs> yes i do remember that channel and i, I still watch mix sometimes uh, pero yung nga eh, parang growing up you had that liberty na you would just mix i mean it's a channel diba so you just yeah. leave it on and whatever comes on diba that's how you pick up new music eh? you have your top 10 um you'd have your you know your top 30 also so that's how we sort of learn new music and also learn the lyrics kasi ngami <laughs> lyrics
1: say lale. right so I, I don't understand and, and this is gonna be me sounding a bit old here but like I, I don't know how uh kids today are gonna like memorize song lyrics as easily as we did because they like uh tayo when we were watching uh, these music videos on on uh, Philippine cable then the new lyrics right on the bottom of the screen and you don't get yep. that from YouTube the balalana if it's like a mumble rap track where the guys are literally <laughs> slurring over each fucking bar
0: yeah, that's right. Like um, like WAP, for instance, and things like that. So, yung eh, parang, ay nabutang ko pa yung time ng nasa high school ako. this is gonna make me feel old. Yung, what do you call those songbooks? Yeah, songbooks. That people use, right? Yeah, and that yeah. also has lyrics, and people would actually buy it. So, yeah, the kids are missing out. Kids talaga, you eh, know, I hate referring to them as kids, it makes me feel old. It's just 10 years apart, pero, that's how I feel.
1: <laughs> okay, hold on. Before we head over to the rest of the episode, I'm sure you're probably wondering how I'm able to collab with brands here on deck. Well, it's really simple. I use Podmetrics. So if you have a podcast, you can sign up now at podmetrics.co, that's P-O-D-M-E-T-R-I-C-S dot C-O, and use my referral code ONDECK. That's one word, all caps, O-N-D-E-C-K. And hey, it's a great way to help support the show as well. And if you're an advertiser and you want to collab with me here on deck, then I'm not going to stop you. In fact, you can head on over to advertiser.podmetrics.co and fill up the form. That's Podmetrics for you, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. What did it feel like when you started training mga student DJs? Because you were one yourself. Right, um, yeah. when, when you entered radio. And then uh, Mellow, as time went mm-hmm. on, began accepting student DJs over the years. And eventually, some of them would train under you. So now, you were in a position where you were passing on what you knew to them. What did that feel like? Knowing that Wait, I'm not a veteran myself.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean... Th- I'd like to say that those were the periods where I sort of felt old because I, I, I mean, I still feel like, I mean, I work alongside people who have been in the industry for a lot longer, diba? So I still feel like I'm a junior. But at the same time, I, we do have that 10-year experience behind us that we can use. So I mean, I'm happy to impart mo- knowledge because I know that when I was training also, I worked with a lot of really good DJs who imparted their knowledge to me. And that is why I am uh, the, the way that I am today. Uh, but at the same time, yun ngay, parang i feel feel like I'm in between I feel like I'm not super qualified uh, because I am not as um, good as the seniors before me but I'd also like to think that uh, there's also a sense of pride that comes with it hey I actually have you know experience that I can share and knowledge that I can share with these um, new up-and-coming trainees yeah I don't want to say kids again but yeah
1: (laughs) students (laughs)
0: <laughs> students
1: yes uh, does Mello still have uh, student djs
0: sadly no i don't think we can accommodate then and because of the pandemic we can't yeah. really have anyone come over but um once we started shifting to the easy listening format i think it'd be a lot harder to train um students now because yeah, the music is very old i mean it's old for me so i can't imagine how it'd sound like for
1: the students this is also going to sound a bit existential but like do you ever uh do you ever get to a point where you think na um when is it going to be yung parang my time uh, or like my peak or my prime na uh when you were younger or when you were newer in the industry you're like that's so far away mm-hmm. and then but there was like a generation or two generations above you that really enjoyed the prime of it and
0: Correct. have
1: all these glory days and glory stories to talk about and then now you're uh you're 10 years in 10 plus years in and you're like, when is that going to happen to me? Because these guys are way ahead. naman, Way ahead of, yeah. of, of us and all that. Uh, does that ever cross your mind? Or do those thoughts ever creep in? Because I, I I struggle with those sometimes. And I don't know how to deal with that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'd like to think that we are supposed to be at our prime. Because we are at that age. that We're not too young, but not too old at the same time. But I think there is a factor where radio isn't as mainstream as it used to be. I mean, let's admit, di ba? um, Yeah back when we were younger, radio was your like was my um primary source of music I didn't have mp threes or um, streaming sites to compete with diba? like when I was in college, I would listen to the radio on my way to school so that I, I didn't I mean my phone wasn't a smartphone yet I couldn't save songs the best you can do is burn it on a CD uh, <laughs> making me feel old again uh, but <laughs> yun- yeah, eh. so I think at that time DJs had a little more leeway or a little more, I don't know how to describe it. Like they had more spotlight compared to now. Like how many people still listen to the radio. I'm not downplaying this. I love radio. And I like to think that people still listen to us, but at the same time, we're also competing with the internet. So I think that that that's a factor that's keeping us from really, getting up there
1: kumbaga. yeah reaching those heights and yes it's it's very self aware what you said na oh you know uh, daming, it, it's a different time you know you have your spotifys mm-hmm. you have i uh, have podcasts you have tiktok mm-hmm. all these all these things keeping yeah. people busy now whereas that eh uh, you're stuck in traffic your only choice really is to turn on the radio para hindi i i don't know if uh that's something that other jocks from our generation share, but like for me, it bothers me. Parang it it's it doesn't really piss me off, but it bothers mm. me. Na parang what did we come into this at the wrong time? Did we get on a? Th- did we get on the boat? Na parang Um, when the ship had proverbially sailed, like, uh, does that ever uh, cross your mind?
0: Yeah, I'd like to think so. But I'm all. I'd also like to think that we're very lucky that we are where we are now versus um those who are still trying to get into radio like right now is not a good time to get into radio let's let's be honest yeah so um I, I i'd like to think that we are still very lucky in a sense that we were able to train with some really good djs i'm not saying that training with us is bad but <laughs> <laughs> oh you <laughs> but wouldn't the, want to train under oh, you i know i know i've heard stories Dan, don't worry <laughs> um, <laughs> that's always my disclaimer back when we would train like student djs like whenever i'd ask oh i've trained with chris and stan back when you were still partners with chris i'd be like oh, okay okay na yan. Tige, i'll take you because i know that you guys have trained them well so i only have to give them just a little bit of what i have. <laughs> um <laughs> anyway going back though but yes i i think we're still very lucky because you know if you started in the industry five years later than we did or now, deba parang mas mahirap pumaso. So I th- I like to think that we've sort of established a little clout, kahit papano, diba? We have listeners, we have followers, naman who know who we are, and uh, at least we got into radio. That that's just my thing. Um, I can't imagine being in any other any other industry. Also,
1: I I had this conversation with Chris on on the podcast in uh, in, in, mm-hmm. in the first season uh, where yeah. I asked him why do you stay. Uh, why do you stay mm-hmm. in radio after all this time? And uh, the thing that stood out from his from his answer was it keeps him young. And I guess <laughs> I want to ask you this question: if if it does keep you young, because uh, I, I also want to consider like the music that you play, because you said now uh, because you play um, these love songs, these easy listening songs now uh, from you know some of them from a time before our time. Uh, it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to keep your pulse on what's new. So does uh, radio keep you young?
0: Um, I'd like to think the nature of the job is what keeps us young. Yes, the music makes me feel old sometimes. Like I just to uh, throw things back, whenever I'd hear like mu- like EDM music from Zed, for instance, I'd say, hey, Cajun, I used to play that. Right? Okay. So that would always yeah. be fun. But now that we're playing old songs, yes, there is that feeling that I am playing old songs, but at the same time, there's songs that I'm familiar with, man. So there's a bit of nostalgia there. But I think, like I said, it's the industry. Um, it's what you do That keeps you young Like I also work uh, A corporate day job That makes me feel old <laughs> So radio Is what keeps me young If that makes sense
1: What about the nature Of it keeps you young Is it uh, th- The feeling that You get to be someone Other than your Corporate self
0: Yes I'd like to think I have two different Personas right? I'm Seriouser in the other one Seriouser mm-hmm. is not a word <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, look at me, you all professional. say, I'm serious, yeah, sir.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm serious, sir. <laughs> uh, but yes, my other job I say, is very brick and mortar. Um, it's it, I work for a bank, right? So radio is is definitely what keeps me out. I like being able to bring out that side of my personality where I'm a daldal and I talk about weird stuff. You know, it's always been my thing. So um, I, I get what Chris means. I do. If he had worked in a different industry, yeah. I mean, I know people his age who are... Have a totally different mindset. They right. are my bosses at my other job, so <laughs> get scale.
1: How are you able to uh, bring your personality more to this new format in in Mellow, where it is catering to a different demographic? Because I remember when uh, when we worked together, you did have that very outgoing, quirky side. Like your show was called The Twist, then later The Enigma. It, it really doubled down on how quirky your personality could be, and like, did that. Uh, feel like fitting a square peg into a round hole When mellow reformatted
0: Yes And I
1: sort of forced myself into that peg No um, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I'm still I, I'd like to think And I'm not hating on any of my co-DJs They are all wonderful uh, But I'd like to think that I still sound a little bit like that Like I would play a love song extra it in my mellow way And then just Talk like myself Because I really can't change that part of myself right? Um I still do Like weird news sometimes uh, but you you see that your demographic is a little older, so you also think It also changes how well, what sort of news you want to share. Because o oh, medyo older yung audience, so I have to make sure that the news I share, while still a little bit myself, would interest
1: them. How do you balance that though? Because you talked about radio as your creative um, outlet, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. that place where you get to unleash that other side of you. And yeah. um, at the same time, as a professional, you understand that et- it's branding of station. Eh. You can't stray too far from it. So how do you toe mm-hmm. that line?
0: Uh, well, the music, I definitely follow, so that's like 50% of the job, right? Um, in terms of my personality, uh, well, I still adhere to the format. So it's not as much talk as I'm used to, especially now that I don't have a partner. It's so much easier because to bounce ideas off each other right? and actually have longer ad-libs if you have a partner. So because you know, it's easy listening and they want to play more music, uh, I end up shortening my ad-libs to just two minutes. So I guess... Uh, how I you sort of make ends meet or compromise is I, you know, I still inject a little bit of myself in it. I still do weird news. The way I speak has not changed. I'm still. I'd like to think I'm still quirky. And then on social media, when I do post pictures, I try to throw in a few elements that are still me, like my post a couple of days back with the Katinko. It's a mix. It's a mix of um, of me and my older self. So yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I really related to that super hard. I remember messaging you and be like, Yes, uh that, that's also my jam because um you know, the listeners won't get to see this, but I also have uh, one of those catinka yeah. ointments on me. <laughs> like it's one of my essentials. But like even when I was uh training as a mm-hmm. as a twenty year old, I already had that shit on me. So parang I, I don't think I, I I don't consider it a sign of age. Alamoyun parang. Yes. I'm still me, or maybe I just aged quicker. Uh, I I want to kind of take it to a different gear here and mm-hmm. just talk about how weird it is to to be in radio at this time, right? Uh, time mm-hmm. of the pandemic, over a year in, and then when these songs, na, you know, we we played them when we were younger, when we were training, we were in a different time in our lives, and now parang like what memories can we possibly build from these songs that we're playing right now? Oh, I remember when I was stuck at home when 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 this song <laughs> came out.
0: Isn't that weird? I know to you? it is. It is. I'd like to. F- I, I'd like to think this whole like year has been just a waste. Right? I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm glad that we're home safe. I'm glad that we're all healthy, you know. But uh, it's just been crazy. I'd like to think that and dami we to go in. Sana. like 2020, seemed like a very good year to do things, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, the world didn't agree. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> or the virus didn't agree, right? As you said earlier, it's still a good thing to be in this industry. Ah, uh, pandemic notwithstanding, mm-hmm. but it's it's just such a weird landscape uh, to look at with these eyes. Now, um, you know, we talked about this earlier. You're supposed to be in in your prime, and yet the world is up in flames. Like, how do you fucking find your find your role or know what uh you know know what you want to do? Uh, do you end up telling yourself now, nah, why don't I just focus on like my day job? Maybe I'll find my prime there. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, I just have to laugh at that. But I've had um I've had a lot of conversations with uh, some common people that we know too about this who are around our age. And I also see, like on my Twitter feed, a lot of people who are feeling the same way. So there is peace in knowing that I'm not alone or that we're not alone in this in how we feel, regardless of your industry, ba? Right? parang, like, there is that feeling of being lost, right? because right, you're stuck at home, you're doing the same thing day in, day out with no, with just a very uncertain picture of what's going to happen next or what's to come or what's to look forward to versus years before that when we would actually I would look forward to just hosting a movie um, premiere sometimes you know it's the little things so you know there is a bit of peace knowing that we are not alone that people our age are feeling the same way but at the same time it's not a healthy thing to look at why are people our age or even younger sometimes feeling this way and you know being home does not help
1: We're taking another break so we can hear from the other shows here on Podcast Network Asia. Boy, balita ko, nasa Spotify na tayo ah. Ah, siyempre naman. At dahil diyan, ini-invite namin kayo na makinig sa Spotify ng Team Payaman Talks. Team Payaman? Paagast? Spotify? Gusto ko yan! Yeah, no, no, no. It it, it doesn't. Uh it's uh, it it's it's a big bummer.
0: Makes mm-hmm. you
1: feel like ang daming nasayang. Yeah. But you know, uh I, I guess if you wanna uh look on the flip side, people ended up doing projects that they never <clears throat> thought they could do. Like yep. I um I've talked about this podcast as a pandemic passion project. I never thought I would get to talk to my friends or to people in radio or you know, uh people like John Hendricks, who I grew up idolizing. You know, I never thought that that would happen But the podcast happened I want to ask about yours Because I know that you also uh, began to dabble in it Because of the pandemic So how did you end up discovering uh, podcasting? And why did you decide to take the plunge?
0: Mine is super amateur compared to yours, Stan Like yours is very, very professional Let's just put a disclaimer for that before I begin
1: Um, (laughs) I, I wouldn't give it that much praise, but thank you
0: um, but yeah, I actually started the project because well, it, it's I haven't been able to follow through really because uh, I've been busy with my other job. But um, I it started because Mellow was during the ECQ the first few months at least I think that was March to May or around June, June. Yeah, we were off air, so I really missed talking into a mic. That that's basically how it started. Um, I mean, I could play music, sure, but talking into a mic just. Talking about stuff in general um, is what I miss. So I decided to start doing that. My first few ones were really, really bad. Stan listened to some of them. He gave me tips too. So thanks for that.
1: Um, I wouldn't say they were horrible.
0: (laughs) But they were bad. Um, But uh, yeah, I I have recorded a few ones since then. And I feel like um, I I need more practice, definitely. But I, I think recording more is um a form of practice right and really developing and figuring out what i want to focus on because currently it's sort of like an online journal of my thoughts uh but hopefully once i figure that out i'll start having guests maybe have stan on it too to discuss some really good topics
1: what's it like to uh to to Get those thoughts out by yourself. Because, you know, we we kind of touched on this earlier. Having a conversation with another person is totally different from having that conversation in front of a mic, right? So mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. when we do that on radio, kasi, it's as if in easy to listener. Eh? Like, they're not there physically, but you know that somebody's yeah. listening, right? And if you say yeah. something that is relevant enough or that will touch them enough or will upset them enough, they're bound to give you some feedback. Sometimes in real time, if you're lucky. But with a, yeah. with a podcast, and oh, I, I don't know this because I I don't talk to myself. What's that like getting that journal out on your own?
0: It is tough though because my mind is like all over the place. Like there are so many thoughts happening at once, so I have to remind myself to make like bullet points. So I sort of sequence my thoughts you know, and they don't come out all at once, but sometimes they do. So I go gear off topic, but it is tough. Like, I wish I also had a partner and th- in the same way that I shifted in radio, I used to have a partner that I didn't. It is tough. Um, just talking to yourself, but you know, you have your listeners to listen to you on radio versus on a podcast where you're not even sure if people are listening, Yeah. but you know, it is good practice or you focus on a topic that you know, you have a lot to say, or you have a lot to talk about. Um, and, I think it helps that when you're alone you don't do a podcast as long as an hour. I think people don't want to hear you rambling for an hour. So at most my podcast has been like 15 minutes that that's long enough for me because right. it's just me talking.
1: You'd be surprised at uh, my patience when it comes to listening to podcasts. Like I've gone through five hour podcasts, but that's wow. Yeah. That's because um, I'm just a different level of obsessed. So like it's, okay. A, it was a podcast <laughs> on survivor, the game uh, survivor oh, okay. strategy. So five hours of that stuff. Na for me, it's like a bible. But you know, um, <laughs> I, I also understand I am like in the minority here. As we wind down, I want to ask about uh, balancing that uh, that day job with radio. In the sense, na uh, what what is your image to them? And like, how do they perceive you? Because you mentioned earlier, now you present yourself differently to the office as opposed to the radio station and to the listeners.
0: Um, well, there's still a little bit of Alex that comes out the mental office. Uh, Was well, my other office? Yeah. Uh, but um, since you know, I work in a bank. The industry is a little more. Um, how do I? It's not, not really strict, but it's boring. very different from radio. <laughs> 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 it's very corporate, so um, it's a very restrictive organization. So you can only do so much. You're really focused on your job and doing well. I think where radio helps me is the presenting bit. So whenever I present, I'm a little more confident. Of course, I'm still nervous because uh, you can actually see your boss looking at you when you're presenting versus on radio where you can just, you know, ramble sometimes. Uh, But uh, my personality is different. I am a lot more serious, -er in my other job. Um, But they still tap me to do hosting for stuff. Like if there's a town hall for something, they will always immediately ask me to host. So
1: do they have these? They take
0: advantage of that.
1: Do they have these fun unrealistic expectations? Nah, hey, uh, do you know the title of this song? Uh, and then they're gonna hum it all Nado and shit. Well, you're you're the DJ, but aren't you supposed to know that? Or like, they're gonna ask you to immediately know how to stretch a program into 15 minutes when you've got dead air because of like a tech difficulty <laughs> or because of uh, a late guest or whatever.
0: They're lucky to have me for that because we are, <laughs> I'd like to think we're trained enough to stretch programs so whenever i do host something they're like hey um that was very natural great job in my head i'm like i do this for a living um but <laughs> they do sometimes or it's really funny when you first introduce yourself as a dj they say sample now right and i'm like how am i supposed to ad lib it- it's weird
1: have you ever asked, the, uh, let's say, taw, uh, boss sa the diba And they introduce uh-huh. yourself, they find out that you're a DJ. Hey, nga. And they would be like, sample nga ng banking, oh. <laughs> 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 Just well, so see how ridiculous it I is. I
0: know, I know. It's like, I get if you're a singer or a dancer. But we also had um, a management trainee who was uh, part of one of the UPD um, dance, street dance orgs. Yeah, so lalaki eh, randomly, and he does it anyway. So gets kyon, example, like, sample, So it's, it's it, so it's weird. weird. It's weird for other occupations, yes.
1: Right, ours. like how awkward would it be if you met a sex worker for the first time? Uy, sample, <laughs> nga. you sample. Have to go there, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not dissing sex workers. I think sex workers know, are respectable people, and I love yes, uh, yes. you know I, I love what they bring to the table. It's just yes. that you, you yes. don't ask an accountant to like. Fucking keep your books right then and there As a sample, right? That's
0: true Same goes for doctors and nurses You can't have them do surgery in front of you So I get that
1: (laughs) It's so stupid Like, you know, going back to uh, When when Chris and I were partners on on Mellow We would bitch about that all the fucking time (laughs) (laughs) Okay, last couple of questions uh, Because I know you have a day job That you have to clock in for in a few minutes (laughs) Yes, I do why are you still here in, in radio? Like, uh, pa- pandemic and everything. Um, life stages being different and everything. What's kept you in the industry?
0: You know, that's a very good question. I think I also asked myself that when uh, Boss Luigi talked to me about reformatting. They, they said that they were going to take me off the weekends... Because they would no longer have weekend DJs. And the only option to keep me on because he knew I had my day job was to move me to the night shift, which is 7 to 10. Not so bad. You know, I'd expect actually a lot later. Um, and he told me that they'll be changing the music. And that was a huge factor for me. The reason why I love radio is because I also like music. Right? And I like the format that we used to have. But I also understood that um, in terms of business direction, it just wasn't working. The right? So... There's also that mature adult side that you have to deal with. So the reason I think I stayed and the reason why I am still here uh, while it was so hard to let go of the weekends and of the old format was because I really love radio. I think at the end of the day, even newsstand would agree that we enjoy what we do whenever we turn on those mics, put in music, regardless of what music we play. We really enjoy the industry. People sometimes tell me it's a passion project. Yeah, because I only do it like two days a week. But I still like doing it. And even after a long day at my day job, and when I would physically go to the office and have to head to Melo right after, I'd feel a sense of relief. Now hey, I can sort of escape that other job early and go to the job that I actually like. I hope my bosses don't listen to this. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you get what I mean, right? I, I, I We've been here for 10 years. You'd think that it'd be like muscle memory para you just clock in. Like, all other jobs, you sit there, do, do what you have to do because you have to earn a living. But for radio, I'd like to think it's a little different. It's because we actually enjoy what we do.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a great way to put it. Um, shout out to Boss Luigi, by the way, the head honcho, <laughs> Mello, and uh, to Chris and a lot of the tech guys over there because it was uh, through them that I got to really explore podcasting. And I've talked about this on other podcasts, how it all started at Mellow in the production booth and me just uh, leeching and mooching off the internet and the electricity (laughs) and the tech and all that stuff. So uh, without all of them, I would not have uh, gotten into podcasting. But I digress. Um, Alex... It was a very refreshing conversation. Uh, as you notice, it was very free-flowing, very rambly mm-hmm. to an extent. Uh, but that's exactly what I wanted out of our conversation uh, this morning. So I really appreciate you taking time out of your of your day to just uh, have this chat with me.
0: And thank you for having me, Stan. I mean, I mean, I've been listening to your episodes and they're always a lot of fun. So, you know, the day you asked me to actually join your podcast was like, yay. Um, and it really feels good just talking to a friend versus a random stranger who would invite me to... <laughs> a guest, right? So yeah. I just felt like Um, You and I just having a conversation on Twitter or on Messenger.
1: Yeah, this is basically the type of shit we talk about. Just a little bit more uh, nuanced, I guess, for uh, for the benefit of the listeners. And this is really what I wanted, you know, just talk to a friend, similar life stage, similar experience in in the industry, just to um, flesh out these thoughts. Because, uh, deba when when people listen to you or when people listen to us, uh, they get to see one side of us, but they don't get to see um parang Mm -hmm. these these thoughts in our heads, right?
0: Yeah, these are things you can't really share on radio. Plus, you know, there's also that tip. Now, some listeners will always be interested in what what you're thinking. So, <laughs> um, just yeah, that that side of us. I'm glad we were able to explore today.
1: Absolutely, uh, Alex. Where can people find you if they want to uh, follow your 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 uh, random musings on Twitter, or if they want to see what you're dancing along to on TikTok?
0: Oh God! Um, on Twitter, it's at Alex947. I know I should fix that so everything is uniform, but on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, it's DJ Alex947.
1: All right. And uh and, and the time slot is Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 to 10, right?
0: That's right. mellow 947 four seven. I mean, all hits mellow 947, just to be clear.
1: Huge thanks once again to my good friend Alex Puruganan of All Hits, Mellow 94.7 Sounds Good. And I swear to God, I could never get used to just saying that new branding even though it's just an extra two words at the beginning. I was there for almost seven years and you know, I was just so used to saying it one way. So when they changed the branding, the music and all that, it kind of felt weird even though Mellow at the end of the day still feels very much like home to me. Like, even after I left at the end of 2016, whenever I dropped by or hang out with my old friends who are still at Mellow, it does still feel like home. And talking to them, my friends who have stayed at mellow or who have left mellow it really feels like hitting up members of your extended family and just reconnecting with them hanging out once again and just picking up where you left off and honestly that's something i really appreciate about my time there and about all the relationships that i built and continue to maintain from over there As we get to the end of another episode of On Deck, let me tell you about another way you can keep supporting the podcast, and that is through your online shopping. And this time, let me tell you about my friends from Shopee because they've got another sale happening, and that is next week. It's their payday sale between April 12 and 15. That's right. You heard it here first. There's another sale going on on Shopee from April 12 to 15. And if you want to cash in on all the best deals and help your boy stand out as well, all you have to do is to use my affiliate link before checking out. That's tinyurl.com/ondeckxshopie. Again, tinyurlcom O-N-D-E-C-K-X-Shopee. Once you click that link and then go to checkout, a portion of your shopping proceeds will go to Podcast Network Asia and to On Deck so we can keep doing what we do best and that is telling the real stories behind the real people behind the mic. Another thing we do really well here on Podcast Network Asia is bring you your weekly dose of wrestling talk. And, well, fortunately for you and for me, I am one-third of the Wrestling Wrestling podcast. And we're super excited because this month, this April, we're celebrating our 7th anniversary and our 400th episode and WrestleMania thirty-seven. It's a super-sized episode of the podcast for this week. We've got espn 5 Carlo Pamintuan and Biboreas from the World of Philippine Theatre joining us on our live WrestleMania Predictions episode happening on Kumu this Thursday at 7pm. We're also kicking off our WWP 7 Years promo in coordination with our friends from Kramer Toy Warden. So if you want to win a wrestling Funko Pop from Kramer... All you have to do is to hit us up at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter and on TikTok and check out the podcast. Check out how you can score yourself a Funko Pop from us this April. Last thing to shill before I get out of here. If you want a personalized shout out, a personalized video message or some tips about how you can cut a promo the same way your favorite wrestlers do on TV, you can hit me up on shoutout.com. That's S H A W T out.com again shoutout.com i'll help you out let's teach you how to do a promo on tiktok because that's where everybody is anyway these days and let's make it fun right let's make social media more fun with your wrestling promos One last thing before I get out of here: a huge thank you going out to Nikai Lucanias and John Matthew Sola, our babyface producers, who put this episode together, and the rest of the Podcast Network Asia team for all the legwork that they do to keep the ship running. ECQ season two, notwithstanding, I swear you guys are the real MVP. And to you, the listeners who are still here, who keep listening to these podcasts, who keep consuming all of our content. Thank you because we would not be here without you. So let me close this episode out the right way by, well, telling you once again that my name is Stancy and all I have to say at this point is thank you very much. And I hope I've earned the privilege of your time.